Are you ready to talk podcasts? Whether you want to host a podcast or want to know more about the behind-the-scenes world of podcasts, this three-episode series will reveal the why, what and how of podcasting to build an engaged audience. I'll be sharing some stats as well as my own experiences having launched last October. We'll kick off today talking about why you might want to start a podcast, what's involved, and then next week and the week after, we're going to focus on the how to go about it in the right way, how to launch a successful podcast, and how to get really good leverage on your production and promotion. See you in a mo. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hello, everybody. Great to have you here with me today. This is going to be such fun because I'm talking on my podcast about podcasting. I just finished up a webinar for a group of online education entrepreneurs looking to build their audience as a way to serve and sell their courses. And this was a really hot topic. So many questions came out of it. And I thought I should share all of this with my own audience too, right? Hosting your own podcast can be a great way to establish yourself as an authority among your target audience and increase your visibility, certainly the reason why I started mine. And while you can do that to some extent, guesting on other people's podcasts, there's nothing better than having your very own show. And knowing how much we love to binge on series these days, as you stack up your episodes, listenership can really build like a snowball. Sounds like the perfect tool for lead generation, doesn't it? Well, maybe or maybe not. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. So I wanted to take a few episodes to dig into the why, how and what of starting your own podcast so you can understand what the questions are to be asking yourself and you can decide strategically whether this is right for you and how you can move forward. And because the devil's in the detail, as they say, I didn't want to just give you the headlines and highlights. I wanted to give you an inside look, a peek behind the curtains, so to speak. So I've divided the epic tale into three parts. The first today, we're going to look at the benefits and what's involved. And then if you've decided you want to move forward in part two, I'll go into the things you need in place to launch. And then in part three, we'll cover more about how you can create leverage going forward in the production and promotion to grow and leverage your leadership and your listenership. Hopefully this helps take you through everything in some nice manageable pieces. As part of the iSuccess Business Academy, I launched the Leverage Business Podcast back in October and we shot to the top 10% of global rankings in just a few weeks. After a few months, I started noticing other benefits that I'll talk about later on. But a podcast is not for everyone, and my success was no whim. It took a lot of careful planning and preparation. 
Now, my whole business is built on the premise of aligning purpose, profitability and positioning within the digital marketplace. And as you'd expect from me, starting a podcast is very much part of my wider leveraged business strategy. In part one today, I'll go through why podcasting might be worth you considering as a business growth strategy too, and what's actually involved in getting off the ground. Then in part two, we'll get into some of the nitty gritty. I'll go through some Q&A based on questions submitted. For instance, do you start your own podcast or should you start with guesting? What are the pros and cons of each? How do you actually start? What do you need to get clear on before you even decide whether podcasting is a good idea? And then some stuff around equipment and how much it costs to get going. Then in part three, I'll share some of my journey and what's happened since. I might put you off because I'm going to give you an inside view of the podcast production workflow as well. I'll also show you a little bit further down the road where I've got to in so far as growing and monetizing the podcast. There is a whole piece around how you can repurpose your content and how you can outsource some of the heavy lifting in podcast production, tagging, uploading and promoting, as well as correspondence with guests if you have guests as I do. So I'll try to interweave a bit of all that too, and I'm happy to field any questions that come up for you along these three episodes. So just drop me a message at jallison.com forward slash podcast forward slash QA. Okay, so let's get clear, first of all, on the purpose, audience and occasion of your podcast. And by occasion, I mean talking about the medium of the podcast as a channel for reaching people. In fact, purpose, audience, occasion was my standard mantra for my students in the communications course I ran at Warwick University for several years. And a great occasion these days is a podcast. So that's where you start exploring the idea of whether you can use a podcast as a platform to sell your courses, your signature program or your services, your consulting services. Now, I think the biggest thing um, that people think is, oh, you know, do a podcast, do a solo podcast. It's super easy. You just need a mic. You just start talking. You have a chat with someone interesting, upload it to a podcast uh, hosting service. And there you go. You've got a podcast. But it's actually a little bit more involved than that. It actually is pretty easy to create a podcast. It's not so easy to create a successful podcast, one that actually works to grow your business, one that people actually listen to. And so, as you know, I'm a big one for strategy. And I think this is all about having a really good strategy, not just for the podcast, but how it fits into your entire business. So I've got to come from that angle, really, haven't I? And I want to share openly what's involved, the bottom line of what you need to consider so you can make a decision on A, if it's for you, and B, if it's worth it, which is a really big question in terms of weighing up the cost benefits cost in terms of your time and energy and benefits in terms of the return on investment. Does it generate new leads? Do those people actually engage with you? Do they buy from you? Are you increasing your influence and impact as well as your income? And in fact, there are actually quite a lot of similarities with some of the questions that you would ask about starting any new content plan. Say if you were going to write and publish a book, because that too is a big piece of work. It requires a lot of planning and it requires strategy and it requires skills that you may or may not already have. And I think it's quite interesting to think that I've done both. So what's the difference? 
Now, I'm happy to answer any questions around that too. So if that comes up for you, then give us a, um, I'm going to say give us a bell, get in touch. And you can just use that same form to submit a question. That's at jlsson.com forward slash podcast forward slash QA. Okay, so let's start with being strategic about starting a podcast. I want to start with a few high level things around the power of podcasting to build an engaged audience. So I am just going to share a few things that came up in the interview I did with Anna Parker Naples, who's actually the person that got me into podcasting in the first place. And she said, when you're strategic about how you put yourself out there and whose world you want to enter, who you want to bring into your world, a podcast can really do that on steroids. And that really struck me. I thought it was a, a such a powerful statement. I actually put it in at the beginning of the episode that I recorded with her as a kind of a teaser. It's episode 16 if you want to check it out. So even though podcasting is just one piece of the puzzle of what might be your content puzzle, the really big thing to understand is that right now, as Anna said, audio is becoming the place to be. And I'm going to share some statistics with you in a moment that if it doesn't get you excited, then perhaps podcasting or maybe business <laughs> isn't for you. The big reason I looked into podcasting and the question that came up for me that led to exploring it in the first place is this. Where do you want to be seen in your field? And in my coaching work, I talk with my clients about their vision of success, their goals. And it's often a case of thinking bigger. That whole big me versus little me thing, not wanting to play small or being afraid of visibility, which in many ways I'd been doing for you know, just focusing on the high-end consulting work is a form of hiding. I only really began dipping my toe into the bigger opportunity for what I knew I wanted to achieve, maybe around 2017, 2018. So for me, my word in 2020 was, I'm going to do this. It was visibility. And despite COVID and the global pandemic that ensued upon us all, that stretch of months and months that became a year and a half, really, with lockdown that um, hit everybody, I just kept with my plan. The first step was finishing my book and getting it out into the world. I stepped up. And the next natural step was planning out a podcast and deciding to take the plunge and launch it. These were two of the main ways I went about making myself more visible. The third way was to take my blog articles and start syndicating key pieces to a few online magazines that my target audience would be reading. So that got me known across a wider sphere of influence than I had been before. So the book, the podcast, the blog, they're all interconnected. It doesn't mean you have to do all of it, but obviously there's an accumulation of impact when you do and then everything, everything kind of leads on from everything else. Now, in a webinar that I did, um, a lot of people had been guests on podcasts, but very few had their own show. So I was wondering, you know, what's keeping y'all back? <laughs> there was one person who had had a radio program for 18 months, and it's very interesting, actually. It made me think, what's the difference between a radio program and a podcast? And where are the boundaries? You know, the boundaries are blurring. And I can't really speak to that. I've never been on a radio program um, or had a radio show. But a lot of it comes down to style. And I've certainly drawn on some of those old style radio shows, you know, where the presenters just kind of 
chat through and they're all mellow and they're, you know, they just really seem to connect in with the audience because otherwise it's very one directional when you're on a podcast, you know, on a Zoom session, I can see people's faces who I'm speaking to. But on a podcast, you've got to kind of imagine the audience is out there, just like the radio hosts do on, on their show. And of course, I totally realize that some of you are driving your car while listening or out for a walk or doing the washing up. Um, so it's sort of interesting to imagine what you're all doing when I'm uh, chatting away here. So the first thing I think I want to mention is that podcasting is a major growth trend. Um, without a doubt. Podcast audiences are massive. Here are some stats and I'll rattle through these, but I'm sure if you do a search on podcast statistics or podcast growth, you can find all kinds of staggering facts. In fact, SEMrush published a really insightful piece on podcast statistics just recently, and I'll put the link in the show notes for this episode so you can get uh, into that. But the statement I heard that shocked me the most is that right now podcasting is the fastest growing medium on the planet. As of May 2021, there are now over 2 million podcasts and almost 50 million episodes. It's literally doubled every year and it's not slowing down. Although maybe half of those are active podcasts, meaning people launch then don't continue, those are still pretty astounding numbers, right? Well, here's some more eye-openers, or should I say ear-openers. In 2020, 20% of people listen to podcasts on a weekly basis. And most podcast listeners, about 75%, listen to learn new things, which is great for all of us in the education business, right? In 2019, podcast app usage was up 60% from just one year prior. In most countries, the majority of the people have heard about podcasts. Podcasts date back actually about two decades and they were previously called audio blogs, but there wasn't a really good means of distribution until more recently. Apple have been pretty instrumental in changing that with the iPod, which is where the pod in podcasting comes from. And with that, not only music, but any audio broadcast became portable. You can listen on the move and while doing other things. Nowadays, people are listening mostly on portable devices like a tablet or smartphone or on a smart speaker like an Amazon Echo, or just from a player on their desktop computer or laptop. So it's true to say podcasting in 2021 has gone mainstream, and it's here to stay. Podcasting will drive marketing and audience engagement forward as businesses battle to grab their share of consumers. And it's not just a peak that's happened because of the pandemic, it's actually changed the way that people want to interact with content, by all accounts. And something else that people are saying is that every business out there within the next three years will have launched a podcast. So just like five years ago, everyone had a book. Now you're expected to have a podcast. So a really good sort of halfway step towards that is to start becoming a guest on other people's podcasts and get that experience. There are ways to leverage the podcast space to build your authority, credibility and audience that will not be available to you in a few years time because there will be so many podcasts out there and a lot of competition. And you won't have the head start that you would have had if you started in the next kind of 12 months. So I think that's a really interesting one to consider and to not to give you a fear of missing out kind of thing, but I know sometimes that there are these trends that come and go, but some things come and they keep going. They keep escalating. 
2021 holds the record now for hours spent listening to podcasts with 15 billion hours. And by 2024, according to that SEMrush article, it's estimated there will be 100 million podcast listeners in the US alone. What's also important about podcasts is that it's not content that you just publish out there and then disappears. It's legacy stuff. It's available and it's searchable on demand for everyone across the world. I mean, what's interesting for me when I look at my trailer episode, for example, the very first thing I ever got out there, the number of listeners is it's just continuing to increase. So people do start with your trailer in your first few episodes. Even when I've now published, what, 33, this will be the 33rd um, in episode. So each episode continues to gather speed. And you know, that's like a whole load of snowballs that are gathering momentum and growing in size to build your audience, increase your visibility, getting your message out to the world and driving growth in your business. Okay, so I hope you've got it. The stats about podcast, that's massive impact, massive growth potential there. And one of the interesting things is it's a fast growing audience too, um, particularly because people now want to listen when and where they want Um, But it also, it builds very loyal subscribers. So people tend to be more engaged with you as listeners of a podcast than they are being on your email list or if they follow you in other kinds of medium like your blog or social media. And the other interesting thing here is data that shows that 81% of people who listen to podcasts take action with the intent to purchase on recommendations that they hear on a podcast. And that's why Apple, Google, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, they are all wanting to play in this space because it's very influential and has huge potential to increase revenue. It's also why advertisers and sponsors are investing heavily in podcasts. I got an email a few weeks ago now, which is interesting because that means I probably only had about 27 episodes out at the time. And I got an email from a sponsor or an agent for a sponsor wanting to sponsor my podcast. And I was like, well, I hadn't really even thought about that. It's not part of my strategy. For me, the the monetization part was uh, to drive traffic, to get leads, to get people to know me, like me, trust me and want to work with me. So I hadn't even thought about monetization in that sense, in terms of sponsorship. And I actually said no, Uh, actually not looking for sponsors at the moment. I'm still thinking maybe that was a terrible business decision. I'm not sure. But we, we shall see. We shall see. So from all those statistics, you may at least have got the impression that podcasting is not a bad place to be if you want to reach a wide and big audience. So the question comes up for a lot of people, why not just do guest podcasting? So this is the key question. So let's talk a little bit about that. And I mean, if you've been a guest or have done guesting already, you've maybe already seen the advantages of that. It's certainly a great place to start. One, because guest podcasting means you can leverage other people's audiences. So you get marketing exposure beyond your current circle. And two, because it's very flexible. You don't have to turn up every week and it's up to you what you commit to doing. You can decide how often you do guest podcasts, how many you do, and who shows you want to be a guest on. So if guest podcasting is something that you want to do or continue to do, like anything, my advice is to be really strategic about it. 
Don't just try and get on anyone's show, anyone who'll have you kind of thing. Be very intentional. And there are some ways in which you can increase your chances of getting invited or getting accepted. If you want to put a proposal to a podcast host, all you really need is a bio and an offer and possibly some examples of you in action. So either audios or videos. And you can approach people you know in your sphere of influence to be on their show, people that already know you. It's not as powerful for sure as having your own show, but it's a good referral approach and it'll generate you some leads and possibly result in some sales. But there are some things you need to watch out for to do this well. And I'll tell you this from being on the other side of it and having guests on my show because it also works both ways. The question is always whether you've got enough of a match with the audience of that host and whether you vibe with them, that you have enough rapport with them for their listeners to get a sense of who you are and what you're about. Authenticity and openness and having a story people resonate with is how you build that connection. And you've usually only got, as a guest, 40 minutes or so to do that in an interview. Their listeners are meeting the guest for the first time. And if you don't have much rapport with the host, you won't get the benefit of building trust through their trust of the host. It could even be quite damaging for both of you if it doesn't go too well. So if you can get those criteria pinned down, if you can have a good rapport and it's a good match with their audience, guest podcasting can be a good strategy. In terms of the return on investment of the effort, though, it's hard to put numbers on how effective it is. For instance, I couldn't say how many podcasts you'd have to be on as a guest to get X number of sales. It's not something that's easy to answer like that because there are quite a few variables at play, not least how good you are in that mode. I guess you have to just pick and choose and test it out. And so one of the big things is tracking where your leads are coming from so that you can actually do some analysis on it as you proceed. Now, in terms of your own show, there's a much longer list of benefits, but it's obviously more effort and more of a long term commitment. The advantage when you have your own show is that it's much more intentional. You can be very focused on what you want from it. It's not a one off something that you start, then drop. It's something that gathers speed. Your own show is more likely to be geared towards your exact target market and it's very much about building your authority. But it has to fit your content strategy. It's got to play to your strengths. But if it is a fit, yes, it's an excellent medium for you to use. It builds your own following and can help you attract clients and customers for your business. As a lot of the questions I get about podcasting are around how to choose the format, let me just uh, say something about that. A lot of it's about the format, the best frequency, what's an ideal length, what kind of style do you pick? And the best answer is that it's really up to you, you know? I mean, you have to consider what's a fit with your audience naturally. But generally speaking, we did our research and we made the choices that suited how I like to roll. I think the only other thing that's not on here um, that we've not discussed so far is whether you do episodes that are kind of one off or whether you run a series. And, you know, I'm happy to answer any questions about that. But when we talk about content planning and you also get to invite your own guests, so it's kind of role reversal. And those guests for me have been people that fill in my expertise. So I want to have guests on my show that I'm going to have a good and interesting conversation with, who I'm going to vibe with or blend with, you know what I mean? 
So if I have someone on my show, I'm going to always do like an intake survey with them if I don't know them at all, or I'll do an interview with them, like a short, you know, quick Zoom call to get to know them. And it sounds more formal than it is. Many of my guests, though, come from my communities of practice, my networks. So they're usually somebody that I know or I've already collaborated with or I've heard speak. It's only actually recently where I've been approached by some agencies about getting somebody on my show who I've never heard of and I have to go look into them. And I certainly turn down more invites than than I accept. But that's something for the future. It's not something that I've done yet. I've just uh, got a whole load of emails to uh, to to work through on that. So um, I usually just have a chat through with people about the kind of thing that I'd like them to talk about. And I give them a bit of background and a structure. And then we take it quite informally and let it flow naturally. And I've really enjoyed that too. I mean, I think that's really where, for me, I've surprised myself how how fluid the conversation's been and I've actually just really had a nice time and had some lovely conversations with people a real meeting of minds you know so I hope you've enjoyed those episodes uh, too for those that have been been listening to my podcast for a while okie dokie so are you decided to start your own podcast Um, maybe not yet decided so don't decide just yet If you want to learn how to host your own podcast because you've already decided it's a goer, then this is going to be a good reminder what follows of all the positives and some things that you might not have thought of. And if you're just kind of curious and maybe only interested in guesting or improving what you're doing with guest podcasting, or if you're not sure if you're kind of on the fence and that's kind of why you tuned in, then great. Lots of this what follows is going to help you guide your decisions now or what you might do in the future. So in a session that I ran on this, uh, when I was asked, what's your feeling about starting a podcast? I remember one person said they're intensely curious, but daunted. And I have to say that's exactly how I was when I first thought about this. And Anna Parker Naples, the lady I mentioned at the start, she ran this five day online challenge. And I thought, well, I'll do just that and I'll explore what's involved in starting a podcast and I'll find out a little bit more whether it's something for me. And I just sort of thought, you know, I'll put my toe in the water and I'll think about some of the planning questions that I need to consider. I'm not committing to anything. But I got really excited. I got very excited, in fact. And perhaps this is a good way for you too. just explore, start the ball rolling and you can stop at any time. You decide, yes, it's for you or no, it's not. And to get things rolling, Anna has a free podcast checklist you can grab that takes you through the steps. I've put the link in the show notes for you. Okay, so why start a podcast? Because it's simple, right? And it's actually also a lot of work, particularly at the front end when you're first doing it because it's all new. And it's all new in terms of organizing yourself. It's new in terms of skills. It's maybe new in terms of the tech. And maybe you haven't done audio um, before. Maybe, you know, audio editing and, and learning a new piece of software. Maybe that's an issue for you. So you have to start with a strategy question of, is it worth it? What I really want from this, where do I want to be able to get to at the end of doing all this podcast planning? So I want to help you answer, is a podcast the best place for me to invest my time, resources and energy? And there's three things I considered and the way that I kind of set it out for myself, there's a diagram in the episode show notes 
for this episode at jallison.com forward slash podcast and you can scroll down to look at the links for each episode. So the first of those three things was strategy. Yes, I've mentioned that before. It's always where I start. Um, There's the high level thinking. Does a podcast fit your business strategy? And is it playing to your strengths? Is content marketing a real thrust for your business growth? Does audio as a medium fit your skills in terms of speaking or tech? And in terms of the tech, what's the learning curve or can you afford to pay a podcast production VA or agency? And finally, does it fit your brand in terms of showcasing your style and personality? And the second thing I considered was my audience. So all of that is about you, what we've just talked about in terms of strategy. And then it becomes a question about your audience. So how does it fit what they need and what their behaviors and habits are? Are they likely to be podcast listeners? I mean, from the stats, you can imagine that if they're not now, they might well soon be. Um, Are they likely to want information and insights and tune into your show? You know, are they people that just listen to music through their ears or or do they actually like to read audio books or do they like to to get information in in that format? Is it a medium they enjoy or are they more reading articles or taking courses kind of crowd? And is it a platform that allows you to connect with your perfect people in terms of showcasing yourself and your your knowledge base? One of the reasons I picked a podcast, and I'll be totally honest with you, is that I hate being on video. I've said this before. Um, It's something I'm really working on because I'm a teacher and I'm a writer. And, you know, I know that video is so important as as a way of engaging with people and just mixing the media up, really. So for me to go straight to video or to do live broadcasts even just isn't natural to me. So creating visibility through YouTube or Facebook lives would have been a big deal for me, even though I know video is brilliant for marketing. But with podcasting, it's a halfway house because I felt that it was an easy next step for me. I could repurpose content that I'd already produced for my book, my courses and my articles And I started off writing and then recording the audio. And later I recorded an audio and just transcribed it into an article. So it works both ways round. And I really liked that. So I had a feeling that it would fit with me. And the third area that I considered was in terms of credibility. Um, Because all mediums, if you promote them well, will increase your visibility. But is audio the space that you want to be in? Is audio the best medium for you to shine in your confidence and your expert authority? Does it help you build your list and does it help you build trust? So there's some overlap there with strategy and with your audience. But those are the three things that really made me think because I'd written a lot of stuff and people had read my book. But a podcast offers a very different way to express your voice so to speak, literally. (laughs) Um, And for your audience, it's more intimate hearing you so they can get to know you, hopefully like you, and importantly, trust you. And until your potential clients or customers hit those three points, they're unlikely to hire you or buy anything from you. So for all those reasons, a podcast was very appealing to me in terms of getting my credibility out to my perfect audience. Those are the things that swayed me in terms of leveraging audio. And as I said, as far as reaching people, it's one of the places to be right now. Here are some of the highlights. 
Podcasts have a growing audience and already a massive audience. A podcast gives you access to new and different audiences, perhaps to who you're currently engaging with. A podcast allows you to make more intimate connection with people than written media. Podcasts are now giving people more visibility than blogging and other social media. It's another stat um, that I heard. And podcasts can easily be repurposed into other kinds of content. So as I said, I create an article and a podcast episode on the same topic because people like to consume content in different ways. There may be crossover, but generally my readers are not the same audience as my listeners. It's interesting, huh? So what do you prefer? Do you prefer reading, listening, watching? The other thing I mentioned, and I'll just highlight again, is podcasts are one of those always available on-demand pieces of content for your, for your audience. They, they, they stay around, they're bingeable, they're um, something people can stack up and listen to in one go. And finally, search engines. What's happening now is that search engines are able to search podcast content. So probably because of the ease of transcribing um, content or things like Siri, you know, that take voice and turn it into text. It's, um, it's just something that I don't think a lot of people are twigging onto yet. And I'm probably not even exploiting this enough in terms of uh, SEO, but actually being able to search audio, not just the titles and descriptions of your episodes, but the actual audio, the actual conversation, the actual transcript. So there do seem lots of reasons why a podcast is a great medium for lead generation and for connecting with your audience. And like me, perhaps it becomes your main content marketing strategy. But how do you decide if it's right for you and your particular business? And remember, you're listening to a podcast, so you're already part of the way there. And it's not like you're starting from scratch. And here's the thing, even if you're not entirely sure yet, if you'll actually start a podcast and if it's the right thing for you, planning it out can be hugely beneficial to your business strategy. Whatever you decide is the right vehicle for you. Because we're going to start by thinking about the purpose and audience, just like you do for any content strategy. How would a podcast fit your business? How can you play to your strengths in speaking, teaching, interviewing? How does it showcase your personality? How does it differentiate you from other people who do something similar in their work to you? And then also, how does it fit your ideal customer persona? How does it fit your audience's way of consuming content and engaging with your topic? What format frequency would suit your target listener's work-life balance? And think about the leverage opportunities. How does it complement other content marketing and PR that you do? Can you repurpose and use time twice? Could you maybe get sponsorship and monetize? So to dig into this, first ask yourself this. What do you like to listen to? How do you listen? Chances are your ideal avatar is like-minded. Some of the reasons people love podcasts are to do with the convenience. Like, you know, it's curated content. It's a time issue. I can listen when I'm out walking or running. A lot of people comment that they can do it while doing other things. They like that aspect of it. So it's interesting because being in the business space that most of us are, are in as consultants um, 
or coaches. I had to wean myself from kind of doing things that were work related at my desk to listening to podcasts in other ways. And, you know, I always like to take notes. So for me, it was really hard to listen to a podcast and not be at my desk. (laughs) So it's very interesting to think about your audience in that respect too, is how are people going to engage with it? And actually what one of my listeners said to me was that they listen to it and then they think, gosh, there's a lot of stuff I want to um, get down here. So they'll listen to it again when they're back at base and they'll take notes. And it has to be part of how you plan and think about the content for your podcast, because if someone needs to take notes and it runs for an hour, it's not something they're necessarily going to listen to again um, or in perhaps in the future want to be listening to while they're driving or out walking. So I'm always very conscious about that in my solo episodes, particularly because they might listen to some of it that way, but they might feel, you know, a bit frustrated. Um, I don't know. You tell me. Let me know get in contact with me. Let me know. How's this going for you? So one of the ways I did think about this because of the nature of the content that I share. So I started to focus a lot more on the structure and the sectioning um, and how I could make that easier for you guys. And also made sure that in the podcast show notes, there's a link to read the article so that actually you don't have to take notes because Certainly on the solo episodes, it's all there. It's slightly different for the guest episodes because I don't transcribe those. But for my own episodes, you can read the article version if you want to return to the detail. So I think you have to think about some of these things for your listeners as well. And it's like, when are they going to listen? What, you know, what are they going to be doing? How do they want to consume the content? And then there were a whole set of reasons that were more about connection. People say... I feel like I'm part of a conversation. I get education as well as entertainment. They said a a podcast seems more live compared to reading stuff and that it feels like you can get to know the host and it's a useful learning opportunity. So this is all really great feedback and I was so chuffed that I'd actually managed to achieve what I set out to achieve. So it seems that both for myself and my goals for the podcast, but also for the audience, convenience and connection were two of the main reasons that people found the podcast really a good medium. And if like me, you weren't already an avid consumer of podcasts, go for a tour around Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon and have a browse. What categories are you drawn to most? What shows grab your attention? And what is it that jumps out for you? Have a listen to a few. What do you like? What appeals to you? And for the people who listen to podcasts frequently, what do you like about the shows you're subscribed to? So let me check in here. Have I put you off or have I got you excited? Some final mentions. There's a couple of other things I want to say here too before we wrap up part one. First, yes, you need to promote your podcast like anything you do. There's an element of getting found organically, but a bit of social media, PR or advertising is going to help get people to find your show and bump up subscribers and episode downloads. And that's what gets you into the charts. And I'll say a lot more about that next week when we talk about launching. 
But you know, some weeks I have to say, if I'm busy, I don't even have to do anything. The podcast hosting system I use is beautifully automated. I set up the episode release schedule and it sends out to a whole list of destinations, including the usual podcast players like Apple, Google, Spotify, and also YouTube and Heart Radio. It also sends out a um, update to LinkedIn, to Twitter, and to my Facebook page. It's just awesome. So I'll say more about that, as I said, in part two, when we talk about the podcast launch and putting together an episode from start to finish, all the tags, uploading and promoting side of things too. So we're going to focus on the actual launch next week, the preparation, that thinking part. We've covered today some of it, but leading into planning, production and promotion, which we'll continue to do as well in part three. Because you can do a whole bunch of stuff before you launch and decide at any stage it's not for you. It gets you super focused on your purpose and commitment to podcasting as a key channel for connecting with your target audience. So choose a topic and focus, choose a format, decide on the style and vibe, choose a music track, create the cover art, have a go at recording and editing, write your intro and outro, just draft them out, overlay the music, build a launch team, and then you're really into the flow. You know, you're thinking about how you're going to promote the show once you've launched and keep momentum going, grow your listenership, your list, and monetize your podcast by making offers to your listeners. Launching is a great euphoria. I can't wait to speak to you about it next week. It's a huge celebration when you've launched, especially if you followed the plan and you shoot into the podcast charts. It's the best feeling ever. So tune in next week when I'll take you through four steps to successful launching. And that's ciao ciao for now. Till then, look forward to it. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.